What's good, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Bree Show. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. This is episode three, the highly anticipated episode that a lot of you guys have been looking forward to, especially after what I was talking about on episode two last week regarding my relationship and why I broke up and how we met and all that good stuff. I just want to say, please take a moment if this is your first time here, join me on Instagram, follow me at the Brie Show One, TikTok at the Brie Show One, and YouTube at the Brie Show One. I'm so excited, you guys, that my podcast is slowly growing an audience. And a lot of people actually reached out to me after I dropped episode two. And they said that not only is my podcast live on Spotify, which is super exciting for me, but a lot of people have been telling me relatable stories. And I'm so excited. Like I'm hype. This is what I'm here for, guys. This is this is why I started this podcast because I know that a lot of us experience things as a collective and we don't talk about it enough. So, I know you guys have been looking forward to this episode, so we are just going to get straight into it. We're going to get straight to the nitty-gritty and I know <laughs> I'm laughing because I know that uh, I said I was going to be airing out all the dirty laundry about what happened and some of the conversations we were having. And I am going to do that. But I just want to say, not only am I here to be raw and unfiltered and real, but you know, I always try to have respect for people. So I'm going to try to remain respectful at the same time while just telling the story the way that it is. And there's always two sides to the story. There's my side and there's his side. And I'm just going to say right now, my side is 100% the truth. So without further ado, we're just going to get straight into it. So on episode two, I was talking about how, you know, me and my ex-boyfriend met. And I said that I was going to be letting you guys know a little bit more in depth about what happened, because obviously there's so much more to the story. And I want to kind of take you guys down the timeline of what happened without giving away too much information where I'm just telling you every little detail, but keeping it, you know, brief for the important parts, because there are some other things that I want to address on this episode. There are some other topics and things that I want to get into, which I'm going to be really talking about on episode four. And I'm going to leave that for the end of this episode, but let's just get straight to it. So I was telling you guys how I met my ex-boyfriend, how I got sick and we didn't know each other. We were friends on Facebook, met at the hospital, went on a date, started dating, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a part that I actually left out. And there's more information that I actually ended up finding out later on after him and I broke up and stopped talking, which I'm definitely going to bring to the forefront here. So long story short, guys, this man had me in a third party situation the whole time. Yes. Let's have a moment of disappointment. Let's have a moment of silence for the disappointment. I'm so I'm so upset that my sound card is not working because I have all these amazing sound effects on here like crickets man I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get that up and rolling because who I need them sound effects man to just amplify this story 
This man had me involved in a third party situation. And you know what is so crazy? People always end up telling on themselves. People end up telling on themselves. And I know that I am not the only one that has gone through this before. I know that I am not alone when I talk about this. And I, like I said, I've heard a lot of other people's stories. So I'm so, I'm so upset, but at the same time, I'm trying to focus my energy on other things, but I really feel like this needs to be addressed. First and foremost, I would like to say that, you know, a lot of times when we meet people, we meet their representative. We meet the version of them that they present themselves to be the version of them, or basically we meet the person that they want us to believe that they are. And that goes for everyone. You know, when you first meet someone, you meet the representative. It's not too common these days that you meet someone who stays how they are from the beginning. And I can definitely say that this is one of those situations where, you know, this is why I had my guard up so high when him and I first started talking, because he's nowhere near the person that he presented himself to be. And a lot of times there's a lot of red flags sometimes that we, you know, sweep under the rug. Let me tell you guys something. And let me just be 100% honest. And a lot of you guys are going to get to know me as a person. And you're going to get a, a feel for my personality as I continue talking to you and telling you my stories and, you know, just furthering my podcast along. Let me tell you guys something. I I don't have, I'm not one of those people where I have anything to hide. The way that I present myself to you is the way that I am in real life. I'm not someone who's going to be, you know, acting one way on the internet and then acting a different way in real life in person when we're like face to face or texting you or no, like I'm always the same. And I have been encountering this problem a lot. A lot of people are pretending to be someone that they're not. And the internet is so toxic and makes it so easy for people to do this. And this is the reason why my guard stays up so high at all times. So, you know, I'm going to just be honest and say I 100% regret the relationship. I 100% regret even allowing him into my life, my, my heart, because it's just so disappointing and such a waste of time for people to be fake. Like, why are you being fake? It's so easy to just tell the truth. But you know, I have to constantly remind myself that not everybody is like me. So where do I start, man? There's so much. So yeah, I'm about to air out all the dirty laundry. I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who he is. I don't even know if he's listening to this, but if he is, oh, well. (laughs) So, you know, when him and I started talking, he told me that he recently got divorced in June. Now I've been married before too, but I've been divorced for two going on three years. So that doesn't really matter to me. You know, that's not like a a deal breaker for me. I thought that we had a lot in common. I thought that there was a lot for us to relate to. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that kind of drew me in because I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's kind of on my level because he's divorced. I'm divorced. So I'm going to tell you guys what happened. And then I'm going to tell you my perspective on it and what I've learned from this and how I feel about it. And then I'm going to let you guys give me feedback. I am going to be leaving the comment section open. There's like a new tool that Spotify has where I can ask questions or create polls and things like that. 
So I am going to be, I'm really going to need your guys' feedback on this because this, this story to me is crazy. So when he came to see me in the hospital, I remember there was some little things that he would say that kind of, I wasn't really, I, I was paying attention to it, but at the same time, I wasn't paying attention to it. Like he would ask me questions like, do you think it's cheating if you do X, Y, and Z with someone and you're not fully divorced yet? And of course, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's, it's situational for different people. But after he asked me that question, I started thinking in my mind, like, why would he ask me a question like that? And, you know, a lot of times when people are feeling guilty about things or when people are doing things that, you know, they know it's not right, they have a way of kind of letting that ooze out, letting that slip out. And this is one thing that I'm definitely going to be paying a lot more attention to because I feel like this whole situation could have been avoided from the jump had I have been more vigilant. But due to the fact that I was not in my, in my right mind being so sick and so much was going on, I'm not going to be so hard on myself about it. It's just, it's disappointing when you get to a certain age and you realize in hindsight, you think back on, you know, what could have went differently or, you know, what could have happened that could have avoided the situation. But nevertheless, he asked me a question saying, do you think it's cheating if you have sex with somebody and you're not fully divorced yet? Now I told him, I said, first of all, you know, you've been talking about this situation for like weeks and it seems like it's really bothering you. And I said, you know, if you want my honest opinion, you want me to be real with you and you're asking me like, and who I am, I'm going to tell you the truth. I said, yes, in my eyes, because I feel like the tie needs to be completely broken before you start to do stuff, but everybody's different. I can't tell you one thing. And then, you know, cause we all have different perspectives. We all have different mindsets around things. So if you're asking me personally, yes, the answer is yes. And he kind of like, I don't know, his whole demeanor kind of shifted. And, you know, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is something that I feel like definitely um, I kind of I kind of let my guard down and I kind of let the the red flag there <laughs> go under the rug because he told me that, you know, even though they were divorced and they got divorced in June and here we are in September, I remember telling him when we first started talking, like, you know, it's kind of soon for you to start dating. Don't you think you need to heal or do some self-reflection or spend some time alone or just enjoy being single? And he was like, no, I feel like I'm better off in a relationship. Like being single is cool and this and that. But I noticed there were certain things that he would do. For example, like when, when I was at the hospital and he visited me the second day that I was there, his phone was ringing and it was like 11 o'clock at night. And he, of course, it was her, the ex-wife, whatever. And, you know, he acted like he was so irritated about it. He acted like, why is she calling me right now? You know, saying, I don't even know, like, why she's trying to hit me up. Now that, in my mind, raised a red flag. And I said, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's that's not good. So he told me that his ex-wife was asking him if he had a girlfriend. And he told me that he told her that it was none of her business. And I thought that was funny because it's like, why are you guys talking so much? Like, what what is, you know, what's going on here? So those are just a couple of examples of 
things that I'm bringing to your guys' attention and that I'm going to talk about because what I'm about to get into next, you'll understand why I'm saying this. So once I got out of the hospital and as I was recovering from my gallbladder surgery, um, I hadn't talked to him that much while I was recovering. I was sleeping a lot and just kind of, you know, I was off work for like three weeks and I was just kind of, you know, taking it easy. And once I had some time to process, you know, our us meeting and our encounter, I had an idea in my mind. I said, next time I talk to him on the phone, I'm going to ask him, what is his relationship like with his ex-wife? Because he was still being very consistent, checking on me, wanted to go on dates, but that's something that bothers me because it's like, okay, you know, I would understand if you have a child with this person, but you don't have a child with this person. So it concerns me because I'm not one of those females that's going to be in a relationship with somebody and they're still cool with their ex or they're still talking to their ex or they still have feelings for their ex or they're still whatever you got going on with your ex. Like it should be, you know, unless you have children or there is a legitimate reason for you staying in contact with that person on a regular basis. I, I'm not cool with that. You know what I'm saying? One one chapter closes and then, you know, another chapter opens. And if you want to deal with me, especially with where I'm at in my life right now, I do not accept that. So I remember, guys, <laughs> I called him on the phone one day and, you know, this was something that was kind of on my mind. It was brewing. And as I was thinking about it, I'm like, nah, I need to I need to ask him what's up with that. Like, why is she calling your phone this late at night? And, you know, him and I were still friends at the time. But mind you, we're talking quote unquote talking with the intent to, you know, possibly be into, get into a relationship. So I called him on the phone. We were having a like conversation about some basic stuff. And I remember I said, Hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something. And he was like, what's good. You know, holla at me. And I said, so I just want to ask you, what is your relationship like with your ex-wife? And he got like really quiet and he took like a deep breath and he was like, why are you asking me that? I said, I just want to know what is a relationship like with your ex-wife? What is the dynamics between you guys? How often do you guys communicate? Are you like planning on, you know, getting back with her? Are you guys friends? What is the situation? Because you're talking to me, you're trying to get to know me and I'm not cool with that. And he was like, oh, well, me and her are just friends. And, you know, it took a really long time for us to get on good terms and, um, you know, we, we talk periodically, I'm cordial with her, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, so why is she calling your phone at 11 o'clock at night? So instantly he gets defensive. Right. And he's like, why are you asking me this? I said, because you're trying to get to know me. You're asking me for my time, my attention. You want to take me out on a date. But you're you still got a whole nother situation going on over here in the background. And then you act like you're irritated when she calls you in front of me so that I don't catch on to what's going on. But in reality, you, you got one foot in and one foot out. You got something going on over here in the background, but you're trying to like, I'm not about to be no rebound. I'm not about to be no, no side chick. I'm not about to be nothing like that. So I'm asking, and guys, I was so respectful when I asked him this, I was talking very calmly, very clearly. And I just feel like as adults, there's nothing wrong with, with communicating like this, especially when you're investing your time and your energy in someone, or you, you see someone as a potential partner. These are the conversations that need to be had. These are a lot of the things that people don't talk about. And then they end up getting their feelings hurt. And it's sad because I ended up, getting my feelings hurt anyway, but I want to let you guys know that like, 
you know, because that was a red flag for me, I brought it to his attention. So long story short, in, in, in this regard, you know, he was like very defensive about it. And he was like, well, I told you how I feel about you. You know, you're just my friend for now, but why are you asking me this? I said, I'm asking because you told me that she asked you if you have a girlfriend and that's not good. Why is she asking you if she has, a, if, if you have a girlfriend, like, is she trying to get back with you? Like, do you guys live together? Like, what's the situation? I need to know, because if you talking about you want to date me, I'm not cool with none of that. And I communicated this to him very clearly, very honestly, very, very upfront, because that's how I am. And I feel like, you know, this would, this would have been an issue that would have come up later on. So I addressed it with him. And basically, you know, he, he acted like he was listening to what I was saying and he acted like he was, you know, taking in the information, but he really wasn't feeling it at all. He got very defensive and then he was doing something and then had to get off the phone. And he told me that he was going to call me back because he said that he wanted to finish the conversation with me. So you know, before we got off the phone though, it just, the conversation went left. It didn't go very well. He told me, you know, well, what's the relationship like with your exes? And I'm like, first of all, I don't talk to none of my exes, but don't try to throw it back on me because I'm asking you a question about something that concerns me. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, a couple of days had went by, he didn't call me back. And, you know, I was kind of upset because it's like, why are you blowing me off about something that, and that was a red flag. Like, you know, you got one foot in, one foot out. You act like you're upset when she calls you at 11 o'clock at night, which means that she has access to you at, at whenever. But then you're telling me, oh, she's my friend. And, you know, I don't have a lot of friends and I've built a relationship with these people for a long time. So it's like you're being defensive and you're on her side. You're taking her side. But you act like it's a problem when you're around me. Like, that's not cool. So anyways, a couple of days I went by. He never caught me back, but was posting on Facebook like it was a regular day in the neighborhood. Just just regular stuff, like nothing that had anything to do with me. He was just posting regular stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to text him and I'm going to tell him how I feel. So I typed up this text, guys, and I'm going to actually read you the text message. I'm going to read this to you. When I say I'm airing out all the laundry and I'm getting to the nitty gritty, I want to show you guys how well I communicated and how respectful I was when I got my point across and how he threw it back in my face. And then I'm going to get into basically what happened at the racetrack and then our last conversation and why we don't talk anymore. So I texted him and this was on October 10th. Okay. I said, Hey, good morning. I'm going to read this to you guys verbatim. This is what the text message says. Hey, good morning. I wanted to reach out to you and let you know I'm disappointed at the fact that you didn't call me back. It appears that you aren't taking me seriously and I won't lie. My feelings are hurt. The way you reacted to our conversation was an eye opener. I think you are inflexible on the idea of setting boundaries with your ex because you have yet to let go. You indirectly place the value of your friendship with her above anything else, which says that you like me, but you don't like me enough to change the way you interact with her or take how I feel about it into consideration. That speaks volumes. There is no such thing as me, quote unquote, reading too much into it, as you stated on the phone. I'm just being real and honest based upon what I've observed. 
Also, I do not appreciate the way you tried to switch the narrative at the end of the conversation to asking me about my exes just because you didn't like what I was saying. You tried to deflect my point away from you. From the outside looking in, I don't think either of you are over each other. When a person asks their ex if they have a girlfriend, it's usually in hopes that there is a possibility for reconciliation. That may not be an option for you, but being that I am a woman and I know how women think, I can tell you 99% of the time that's the reason why she's asking and it's a red flag. Regardless of if it's her business or not, it's just the principle behind the situation. No ex should have the same amount of access to you, nor should they be communicating with you the same way you would with someone you're talking to or possibly intend to date. I know we are just friends and we don't know each other very well, but the reality of the situation is being that we have feelings for each other, I don't see my concerns as being unreasonable. I truly feel that it might be best for you to take a step back and reevaluate the situation. That is what I sent him and a text message verbatim. That's exactly what I said. Very straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? I don't sugarcoat things. I don't play. I don't have no time to waste. And I've really worked very hard to, to be a good communicator. Now, let me tell y'all something. He didn't even read the message. As soon as I sent this message, he replied back to me like 20 seconds later talking about, I didn't call you back because I was, I didn't get any sleep from the day before. Go home, Roger. <laughs> Go home, Roger. First of all, it's been three days. You over here posting stuff on Facebook. Now, mind you guys, I didn't say this to him on the text message. I'm telling you all this. He 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 just basically was avoiding the situation because I called him out and he knew that I was right and he was being passive aggressive. And see, at the time, I didn't know he was being passive aggressive. This is something that I actually ended up learning about him later on. But it just it just wasn't good. It just it just wasn't good. So he got super defensive talking about, I don't know who you've been talking to. And I said, I haven't been talking to anybody. It's not hard for me to figure out what's going on just based on me being an observant person and being spiritually aware because you've let so many clues slip that you still got something going on with her. And now you're trying to get involved with me and I'm not playing that. I'm not down with that. I'm not feeling it at all. Like this is a problem. You know what I'm saying? So he just was, he was just very defensive. He kept on dismissing me, texting me, have a nice day, whatever. I said, oh, so that's how you feel? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm surprised that you're acting like this. And what I meant by that was how can someone basically say all the stuff that I said and he and him respond the way that he responded? And, you know, just from him being defensive on the phone, I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. I'm I'm done. Like, I'm not interested anymore. I'm about to direct my attention elsewhere. But I'm going to tell you guys about a conversation that we ended up having about this and why I actually decided to give him a chance after all. So anyways, he was like very dismissive, wasn't really listening to what I said. And I just texted him and said, you should read the text message. He texted me again, the peace sign. I said, you should read the text message. Texted me again, something crazy. And I'm like, why are you acting like this? And you haven't even read what I said. Like you haven't even, I'm trying to get you to understand things from my perspective. And at this point, I'm really going above and beyond 
like he's talking about, I don't have to explain anything to you. You're just my friend. And again, it's like, you want to, you want to act one way when it's convenient for you. And then you want to switch the narrative when you feel like it, as if we haven't been talking as if we haven't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got time for all that. So at this point I'm like, yeah, I'm about to back up. I'm about to, I'm about to dismiss myself from the situation. I'm not feeling this. He's acting immature. He's being defensive. What I said made total sense. And I just don't feel like this is something that, you know, I need to basically, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't even be having to say this to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking this in my mind. I'm not saying that to him, but anyways, whew, so many days, so many days had went by. I think it was like three, four, maybe five days had went by. And, um, before I, before he kept on, you know, trying to get rid of me or whatever, I told him, I said, I'm just telling you this because I care about you. And it's the truth. Like, you know, I can't express to you how much I appreciate your kindness and coming to see me when I was in the hospital and being there for me. That meant a lot to me. But I really pray in this season that you continue to prosper and heal. And I wish you nothing but the best. I told him, like, unfortunately, you know, due to your lack of communication, after I express myself, I, I don't think we can move forward because you're blowing me off. And, you know, I just think it's imperative right now for me to shift my focus on myself and my health right now. But I told him, I said, if you ever want to meet up and talk face to face, I'm open to it. Have a good day. Take care. So he never, he never reached out to me and, you know, I was just like, whatever. So I'm going, you know, about my day, I'm continuing to heal from my surgery. Then boom, my mom gets sick in the hospital. And that was just like the icing on the cake. So much stuff was going on. And I was like, man, this was really weighing on my heart because like, I really did care about him and I just didn't want to leave the situation the way that it was. So I remember like the first or second night of my mom being in the hospital, I was just so overwhelmed. I went to the parking lot and I was sitting in my car and I was like, man, I'm going to just call him and just talk to him and tell him how I feel. You know, I end up being one of those type of people where I'm always trying to be the bigger person and I always try to fix situations, even when I know like you know, sometimes it should be the other person. That's just kind of the person that I am. So anyways, I called him guys. We had a conversation on the phone for like an hour and a half in the car. One of them parking lot conversations, you know, them conversations you'd be having in the parking lot. That's like a therapy session. <laughs> it was like one of those, it was like one of those conversations. So I just told him, I said, you know, Hey, I called him. He answered and said, Hey, can you talk? And he was like, yeah, um, what's up? And I was like, um, I just wanted to say, like, I don't want to be on bad terms with you. And, you know, I, uh, I was kind of disappointed at the way you handled the situation. You know, we're friends before anything else, but you know what I'm saying? I just, I didn't appreciate how you, how you spoke to me. I didn't appreciate the fact that you didn't listen to what I had to say. And, you know, my intent was not to, to, make you upset or to offend you. It was just to, to bring something to your attention because I'm letting you know the type of person I am and what I will and won't tolerate and what I will and won't settle for. And I feel like it's so important for us as adults to set boundaries in place with, with everyone and just with whatever circumstance we are at in our life and what you're willing to tolerate and not tolerate. I just feel like it's so important for us to, to, set boundaries and communicate and bring things to people's attention and have those uncomfortable conversations that need to be had, which is once again, the reason why I'm doing this podcast. So we had a conversation for about an hour and a half. Basically what happened in that conversation was he admitted that I was right. 
he said that he was sorry for for being dismissive of me the way that he was and that you know he really does need to stop and think and take time to to listen to my perspective regardless if he agrees or not and he said that he respects me for bringing you know this to his attention and not being someone that is just kind of like a no like a bs person like a lot of people just kind of let things slide and deal with things and then they end up being problems later on in the relationship and he kind of just said like i really like your personality i think you're dope like i'm not used to women communicating like this and and not tolerating certain things and this is actually something that i'm looking for in a partner so after having a really long deep conversation about it i'm i thought like okay well hmm you know we might be able to work something out. <laughs> so, you know, he just said like, you know, I have a spirit of defense. It's something that, you know, is one of my shortcomings. It's something that I really need to work on. And I told him that I thought it was very humble of him to admit that. And, you know, we all have shortcomings and flaws. And I thought that it was, you know, very appropriate for him to apologize and admit that, you know, what he did wasn't cool. And he said, you know, I did read your text message and you had a lot to say, but that's what I really like about you. I think you're dope because you ain't coming on here with no bullshit. You're not coming on here with no games, no nothing. And, you know, like we need more people like that out here. And I told him, like, this is who I am. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those females that's going to you know, act like one way or act like I'm this. And then I end up, you know, after some time, you know, my true colors start coming out. Like, no, you're just going to basically be getting to know deeper layers of me as I peel back layers of my personality. And, you know, as my heart opens up, this is, this is kind of like the direction that you're, that we're going to go in. This is kind of the person that I am. And, you know, when, and I told him from past experience, because I have been married before, there's so many things I didn't talk about before for one, because I was super young. And I didn't know how to communicate very well and just dealing with different personality types. Some people don't take information or they're not very perceptive to understanding certain things. Like there's just so much I've learned throughout the years. And I've explained this to him. And I said, this is kind of the type of relationship I want to have. I want to. I want to have the type of relationship where we have open communication. So with all that being said, you know, and I felt that the way that we did communicate with each other was very successful. I felt like, you know, he said what he had to say. I said what I had to say. He listened. I listened. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is a vibe. So, you know, we kind of started, um, you know, talking more and he told me like, I really want to take you on on a date and, you know, like I said, in season two, we went on the date and, you know, I ended up <laughs> breaking up with him and I'm kind of just going to skip over all the stuff that happened from the time that we went on the date. And I'm just going to get to the real reason why we broke up. And, you know, it, it it is sad, but it definitely was necessary. I definitely had a few moments of overreacting after the fact and, just being emotional because I am a very emotional person. Um, but I'm, I'm just, you know, going to be 100% transparent here and I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings, but I am here to say that all bets are off now. Now we are past the point of reconciliation. And, you know, the whole situation regarding his text and the text message that I sent him and everything, you know, now it's been almost a month since we've had any contact and everything's kind of making sense to me now. 
And I don't have a lot of bad stuff to say about him because I'm not here that I'm not here to like talk trash or, you know, put people down. But I am going to I am going to be real and honest and and let you guys know the real reason why I feel like the relationship had to end. Um, We were at the racetrack. He surprised me on my birthday, you know, with with go kart racing. And I had a blast. But I noticed like after we, you know, went to the racetrack. Uh, we kind of was just chilling in there and he was just acting weird. And he kept on saying things to me like, are you having a good time? Are you having fun? And it's like, and the way he was saying it was like weird. I don't know. He has this like weird complex where he'll like create situations and drama when he feels like he's not getting enough attention. And I feel like that's a part of the passive aggressiveness. And I definitely am beyond that point in my life where I can, you know, entertain that. It's just, no. It's not, it's not going down. Um, and I noticed that like, he just kept on having these like weird little dirty looks on his face and stuff. And I asked him like, what's going on with you? What's good? Like, you see that I'm having a good time. You see me taking pictures. You see me recording videos. You see me, you know, happy. I'm dancing. I'm laughing. I'm recording videos on Snapchat. I'm having a good time. Why are you asking me if I'm having a good time? What's wrong with you? Like, this is weird. And he kept doing it. It wasn't just like once or twice, like, hey, are you having a good time? You know, like it was, it was like repetitively. And I said, like, this is, this is annoying. Like, what are you doing? And I noticed that he kept on having this weird little look on his face. And I said, just say whatever it is that you want to say. Just, you know, Tell me whatever it is that's bothering you because you're killing my vibe right now. I'm trying to enjoy my birthday. Like, I appreciate you trying to have, like, allow me to have a great experience. But, like, this is just killing my mood. And I remember he told me, like, we were sitting down on the little couch or whatever in there. And I remember him telling me, like, I just feel like you're always trying to school me on something and woo, woo, woo. And I said, first of all, it's not me trying to school you on anything. It's you being defensive and not wanting to take accountability for the things that you know you need to work on. And he got quiet and he said, you're right. You're so right. And you know, it's sad when someone knows that what you're saying is true, but they don't want to accept it. I just feel like, oh, so frustrating. We men these days, I don't know. There's so much I could say about that. There's so much I could say, but I, I don't want to really go down that rabbit hole because there's a lot of different reasons. And it goes into, you know, personality types and not being over their exes and <laughs> just a lot of different things. But um, basically, we were having a conversation for like 45 minutes and he's just like, I feel like you're always trying to school me on things. I feel like you're trying to control me. I said, I'm not trying to control you at all. I'm not trying to control anybody, but if I see you doing something that I know is not going to be beneficial for you and you want to be in a relationship with me, which is something I take very seriously, I pour into people that, you know, I'm in a relationship with, or I'm taking it very seriously. I'm going to, basically invest in you. And I hope that you do the same thing. If you see me doing something that's not good, or you see me doing something that's, you know what I mean? Something I need to work on. Let me know. I want to know. I'm very self-aware as an individual on my own, but I want to know what I can improve on to not only be a better person in general, but how to be a better partner for you. And a lot of times what's wrong with people in this generation is we're not interested in learning other people's love languages. We're not interested in learning how to love someone the way that they want to be loved instead of loving them the way that we think they need to be loved. And this is some of the things that I was telling him. 
You know what I'm saying? I and I, and I just told him like 100% honestly, I said, you know, I just feel like, you know, you have a lot of things that you need to work on. And that's not to put you down or to say that I'm better than you. It's just the, it's just real. It's just honest. Like, let's stop trying to sugarcoat things and dance around the fact that, you know, you're, you're doing this or you're doing that. And he would say certain things to me like, well, at least I don't disrespect you. Well, at least I don't do this. Well, at least I don't do that. Okay. What's your point? Are you saying that because you don't disrespect me and because you take me to nice places that I'm supposed to just sweep the negative things under the rug and just overlook that? Hell no. Hell no. We're not doing that. And, you know, he was like, okay, tell me what it is that you think I need to work on. Tell me what it is that you think I need to improve on. I said, first of all, you always like to flip the script. You know what I'm saying? You like to flip the script. I feel like, you know, you you're seeking validation from me, which shows that you're insecure as a person. And it's not to be like these are conversations that are very difficult to have. And especially as a man, I can't even imagine receiving this type of information from a woman or someone that you're in a relationship with. But for me personally, I would be thankful and grateful if someone took the time to tell me this. You know, because it's like, oh, well, I didn't even know that I that, that I was doing that or I didn't even know that I was aware of this. And, you know, it's just it just boils down to he couldn't handle the truth. He got his feelings hurt and uh, he's passive aggressive and he's immature and he's closed minded and he's unwilling to learn new things. He lacks basic survival skills. And he can't take criticism. He has a very strong spirit of defense. He refuses to be held accountable. He's very complacent and comfortable with where he is in his life. And he doesn't want to grow. He pretends to be someone who's a real one, but is really a fraud and a fake. And, you know, he he's just very passive aggressive and immature. And it just, it just wasn't going to last. It wasn't going to last. But let's get into some of these conversations about what pissed me off. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. So after having that conversation at the racetrack, he was like, Oh, well, you know what? I really appreciate you telling me this. I really appreciate everything that you're saying because I can tell that you don't want me to be mediocre. And I can tell that you're a real one and you really care, which is why the, which is why you're taking time to tell me this. And I said, exactly. If I didn't care about you, I wouldn't take the time to tell you anything. I would just sit back and let you, you know, just stay the same forever and stay stuck in your ways and never grow. But this is one thing I've learned as an individual this year. Just because I'm growing and just because I have a certain mindset, I can't I can't like ask other people to be on the same level as me, or on the same page as me. And if you're not, it's not going to work. Friendships, relationships, whatever. That's just what it boils down to. Period. So, you know, he was like, well, I appreciate everything. And he seemed like he was cool. Like it seemed like everything was great. So I told him, hey, I want to go get some ice cream. Guys, this is this is where, you know, <laughs> I was already irritated at the fact that he was asking me a whole bunch of times, well, are you having a good time? You've had such a rough year. I just want to make sure you're having a good time. He's one of those type of people where he he um seeks validation within himself by if he's doing something good for you, he's doing something nice for you, then he has to keep on bringing it up over and over again to boost his ego up because he has a low self-esteem. He's one of those type of people that pretend to be real, pretend to be a real one, pretend to be this and pretend to be that, but they're not really that in reality. And I told him, if you are really 
confident in who you are and you have these abilities to do certain things or you're this, you don't need to brag about it. You don't need to talk about it verbally, say it out loud or show off. You will demonstrate those things naturally and people will be able to identify you as by the things that you're saying. Ooh, he didn't like that. (laughs) He did not like that. But you know what? It's the truth. It's the truth. It's raw. It's real. Look, a lot of people can't handle me. A lot of people are not ready for my personality. I have a very strong personality and I'm going to speak my mind. I've always been very outspoken. I've always been able to articulate myself in a way and communicate in a way where I'm able to tell people the truth about themselves. That's not disrespectful, but people still get their feelings hurt. And I'm not here to pad you and put cushions and, and tape a whole bunch of bubble wrap on your body before I hit you with the blow. Like it's, you, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you to take in the information it's up to you to to per, to be perceptive. I can't I can't do that for you. But don't ask me for something that you are not willing to accept and you are not ready to take in. That's all I'll say. That goes for anybody. Don't ask me for the truth if you are not really really ready for me to tell you the truth. And I'm not somebody who's like, you know, one of those people where a lot of people are just nasty and mean and you know what i'm saying they're they're struggling with their own issues and they end up taking it out on other people taking their frustrations out on other people i'm not one of those type of people i try to give people the same respect that i want i try to give people the same consideration and love that i want and i do take that into into uh, you know i keep that in mind especially when it comes to relationships friendships family members i try to be very kind i try to be very patient and you know it's just I try to treat other people the way that I want to be treated, but unfortunately not everybody has the same heart and mindset as me. So anyways, we went to, we said that we were going to go get ice cream, but we only had like 15 minutes to go get the ice cream. And I'm going to wrap this story up guys. Cause there's some other stuff I want to talk about. Um, he ditched me guys. We like, first of all, when I was getting in my car in the parking lot, he gave me this like super dirty look. And I'm like, whoa, I saw it, but I was just like, whoa. So the ice cream place was only like seven minutes away from where we were. It was closing in like 15, 20 minutes. And we said, okay, I'll meet you over there. So we hug, kiss, whatever, get in the car. And I get to the ice cream place and I'm standing in the parking lot waiting and he's not showing up. I call him on the phone and he's like, oh, you almost ran me over in the parking lot. That's why I was looking at you like that. And I'm like, here we go. This is what I mean, guys. You know what? A lot of people are not mentally stable. This is another thing about mental health. And, you know, a lot of times there's certain people, certain personality types that when they know that, you know, their little spirit has been broken or whatever, they have to create situations and stories and things that are fake and didn't happen as a way to take the pressure and the heat off of their self. And that's exactly the type of person that he is. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't run you over. He's like, I was trying to get in the car and you, okay, well, why didn't you wait to get in the car until I was done pulling out the parking lot? See, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it was just getting toxic. It was getting too toxic for me, y'all. So I'm at the ice cream place. He's not showing up. He's like, oh, I'm on the freeway. I'm like, why are you on the freeway? You don't have to get on the freeway to go to, to the ice cream place. It's only down the street. He's like, oh, well, I'm about to get some gas and I'm about to go home. Because the ice cream place is closed now anyway. So he ditched me after we went to the racetrack and acted like he was coming to the ice cream place when he never was because his feelings was hurt. 
Instead of just instead of just telling me the truth when we was at the racetrack and being passive aggressive and acting like everything was cool, he ditched me. So anyways, I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like at this point my birthday is ruined. At this point I'm heated, I'm hot, but I'm I'm like whatever. I'm not going to let this one little small interaction ruin my birthday. By the way guys, I just turned 31. On October 25th, Scorpio gang. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was just very upset by that and I didn't appreciate it at all. So I called him, right? I called him. He didn't answer the phone. I called him. He didn't answer the phone. Called him. He didn't answer the phone. I'm texting him. Why are you not answering the phone? Guys, he told me I could call him on the phone anytime, day or night, uh, whenever. And and he always answers the phone. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is not good. So he texts me, oh, I'm talking on the phone to my brother. I'm like, okay. So I stopped texting him, right? He he texts me 15 minutes later talking about, I miss you, even though I just saw you. I miss your gorgeous face. <sighs> why? I, I text him and said, why? Why are you not answering the phone, but you're sitting here texting me though? Oh, I'm getting ready to lay down. But you just told me you were talking on the phone to your brother. So now you're just avoiding me and you're being passive aggressive. Y'all won't believe what this dude hit me with he hit me with a text message that said i wish you the best i'm reading the text message and i'm like what i said what does that mean he said oh that wasn't for you sorry i said well who was it for he gonna text me and say oh you're my lady uh i don't have to tell you everything you don't have to tell me everything just passive aggressive bullshit like no nah nah i'm good i'm good at this point i'm so mad and heated at this point y'all i'm like how you and see i know that it was for me and he tried to play it off because we're sitting here texting each other back and forth you know those text conversations you have with somebody where they're sending you a message one minute y'all are responding in the same minute and it's going back and forth back and forth almost like if you're talking on messenger when the messages are coming through quickly i know that it was for me because you're talking to me we're having a full-blown conversation back and forth back and forth so who else would it be for it's almost midnight you're at home i know you're not talking to nobody else on the phone you're talking to me so why would you say that you know what i'm saying just passive aggressive and you know what i told him i said why are you not answering the phone? I tried to call him again after he sent me that message. He said, text me, please. I'm getting ready to lay down. I said, what does you getting ready to lay down have to do with not answering the phone? This is something new. You always answer the phone when I call. I don't like that. And you're saying stuff to me that's like disrespectful. That's kind of weird. He going to text me and say, here we go with this shit. Y'all, let me tell you something. Your girl Bree lost it. I hate to say that, but it's true. I sent him some voice recordings. I told him, I do not want to be in a relationship with somebody who feels like they can talk to me like that just because I'm expressing myself and he's being passive aggressive and getting defensive. I told him that he can go ahead and keep that same energy. I told him he's going to find out exactly what type of person I am. And I told him that I was done and that I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. And I told him how I felt. And that was the God honest truth that's the nitty-gritty guys that's why we broke up that's the conversations that we had that's what happened that's the truth that's everything and you know i'm not even going to bring up 
what he did after what I ended up finding out later on, but it just confirmed in my spirit what I already knew that he had something going on with his ex. I ended up finding out some stuff after, but I really don't want to waste any more time or energy talking about this because I am so good on him. I am so good with where I'm at in my life right now. I'm doing so good. I'm doing good with my podcast. I'm really focused on my music. I'm focused on my money. I'm in my bag. And you know what? All I can say is when you are someone who goes into a situation like I did with true intentions and things don't work out, it didn't work out for a reason. Now, yes, it is annoying because I wasted my time and I don't appreciate the fact that he tried so hard to get to know me for so long and then ended up just completely not talking to me anymore. But what else can you possibly say? Because you can't handle a real one, but you claim to be a real one. What else could you possibly say? There's nothing you could possibly say. And let me tell you, baby boy, you fumbled the bag big time, but it's okay. It's cool. I'm thankful for the experience. I'm thankful for the laughter and the good times and the dates and all that, but you fumbled the bag, baby. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I learned a lot about him through this situation. And even though it was really short, you know, the dating experience, the overall experience was really short. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about him. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate that things ended up working out the way that they did or not working out, but it's perfectly okay. And I feel like as an adult, we just get to the point where we just, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't really stress over people that you lose nowadays you have to stay focused on the bigger picture you have to stay focused on where you're heading and as i mentioned in my previous episode number two i can't get to where i'm supposed to go without going through these things and really i just feel like god is clearing the path god is clearing the path for me as i continue on my journey as i continue my entrepreneurship as i continue on you know spreading my voice and not just my voice on this podcast, but my music and just me growing as an individual and just opening new chapters in my life. This is just all a part of the process. And, you know, I'm trying to keep a positive mindset. I do have days where it does bother me still because I'm human at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Having emotions is not a bad thing. It just means that we're human. But I really wanted to tell you guys this story because a lot of people were asking me, you know, after listening to episode two, what happened, as well as my personal friends that know about what happened. Um, They thought that it would be a really good idea that I talk about this because this is something that's very common that happens with a lot of other people. Not so much, you know, um, like the story of how we met and stuff, but just the dating pool and different situations and how people reveal their true colors and how people present themselves to be someone that they're not and how relationships fail and how communication plays a major role in these things. And I have so many more stories that I'm going to be sharing with you guys here on my podcast. But being that this is something that happened recently before the year ended, I did definitely want to talk about it. And right before I tell you guys what I'm going to be talking about on episode four, I just want to say really quickly I don't know if he's listening to this podcast or not, but I do want to just say, you know, I sincerely appreciate the friendship because I do feel like he was a good friend up until, you know, I found out what I found out about him, you know, because when I was there in the hospital by myself, when I was alone, like that support and that encouragement 
really, really made a huge difference for me. And like I said, I'm not someone who, you know, I'm not hateful. I'm not bitter. It's a learning experience for me. I just want to say I'm very appreciative of that. And I wish things could have turned out differently. You know what I'm saying? At this point in our lives, just with the level I'm at, I'm still open to being friends. You know what I'm saying? Because life is short, but Sometimes I think that, you know, God removes people in our life for a reason. Everybody is not meant to go on the journey with us. And I'm perfectly okay with that. So what I'm going to be talking about on episode four is I'm going to be talking about anxiety, depression, and a lot of the things that are going on right now uh, with the government and inflation and how all of these things are tied together. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for all of my listeners that have been reaching out to me or just taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast and sharing it with other people. Please listen to episode two if you haven't listened to it already so you can kind of follow through with the story that I just told here on episode three. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Bree Show one TikTok at The Bree Show 1 and YouTube at The Bree Show 1. I do anticipate that in a couple of weeks, I am going to be doing video podcasts and I'm really excited for that. So thank you guys so much. I love you all. Please be safe and be blessed and stay fresh. And until next time, I'll see you guys later.